Hi, and welcome back to Marriage Sensation. We're a marriage ministry located out of our church, New Life at Calvary, on East 79th and Euclid Avenue in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm Walter Glenn. And I'm Katie Glenn. And we're delighted to have you with us today. Today we're going to talk about a pretty sensitive subject. It's sex or intimacy in marriage. So we're just letting you know ahead of time. So before we continue, let's pray. Father, we do lift up this sensitive topic, and we ask, Lord, that you would guide our conversation, that it would be fruitful, that it would be uh, uplifting, and that people would come away from this broadcast feeling like, uh, Lord, that we have a better understanding of the area of sex in marriage. We thank you ahead of time for the victory we're all going to receive. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So lead us in, honey. Okay, well, we have quite a few questions that we're going to ask, questions for you to just kind of contemplate and think about. Amen. But the first one is, why do you think Christians struggle with our deal to talk about uh, sexual temptation, desires, lust, and sexual sin? You even find that difficulty in the church, where the sermons that deal with those kinds of struggles are very rare. Amen. Amen. And... Uh, why do you think we can have or we have such an unhealthy view of sex in our marriages and in the church? Why do we have that? I, I think, honey, that sex is rarely talked about in, in, in messages or sermons because it is so uncomfortable. Yes. And it makes people uncomfortable. It makes people really, uh, that, that, and some people think, ooh, that is a private area. Let's not talk about it. Uh, God had a lot to say about it. The, the book of right. Song of Psalms, uh, written by Solomon, had a whole lot to say about it, and it was pretty spicy. If we, if you read it, uh, it was pretty. You, you know, you had to get the fan out and fan mm -hmm. yourself. Uh, but no, I think that uh, there's a level of discomfort, and there's a level of just uh, shame-based uh, uh, attitudes yeah. that prevail in that when that's not the intent of God. Within mm -hmm. the context of marriage, sex is right. not to be portrayed like that. Right in the in the Bible, you know, there are a set of rules yeah. for sex in terms of, uh, you know, who should be having it should be, <clears throat> excuse me, a, a married couple, and you know, the rule is you, you do not uh, commit adultery mm -hmm. or fornication, which is sex before marriage, and you know, those are things that that have uh, that are in the Bible that have been brought out that we need to take really good, close attention to. Yeah, I think that, I mean, you could add a few more. Do not commit lust, you know, have right. lust or right. or have these desires or these thoughts that shouldn't come into our minds that right. sometimes, uh, that, that may, may sometimes eventually work their way into our minds. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, I think later in this lesson, we're going to talk about how that can make us feel like a failure when we, we, we don't have the power, it seems like, to, mm -hmm. to dismiss those thoughts or, or to control them. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, each of those rules are, are very good, and we believe in them. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, God intended sex in marriage, in the context of marriage, to be a good thing. It is. And yeah. so it's just, it can be very positive. 
But uh, it's also, of course, that's the way to create children, to procreate, as, mm -hmm. as God calls it, that uh, between a, a married couple, you know, to have children, if that's going to be uh, a part of your, your life. But the one good question is, how can we really change our perspective about sex and, and get rid of the, the negative views or the negative aspects of it? You know, how can we do that? I think it starts with understanding that the rules were in place as a guideline, as a template, mm -hmm. but there's something more than the rules as it relates to sex in married couples. Uh, and I think that, you know, uh, it's great to follow the rules. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely fantastic, and we believe in those rules. Uh, however, God had a, uh, had a had a much more comprehensive plan in place when he when he was saying, you know, thou mm -hmm. shall not. Uh, he also gave some rules about thou thou can in marriage. So I think right. we talked about that earlier. I think that don't stick out more than the do's, right? As exactly. it relates to marriage, I yeah. think you know we we we, we kind of focus on the <laughs> negatives because we realize that um, the negatives stick with you. Right. Because there are consequences for negatives, usually, mm -hmm. that are not there for the positives. The, the consequences right. aren't generally there for the positives. Right. Right. And the consequences could be maybe diseases. Uh, the consequences could be uh, things like, um, you know, anything. Uh, unplanned uh, like pregnancies. Unplanned pregnancies. You know, like uh, that you don't want to be. All kinds of uh, legal type of situations. So I think those are why the don'ts stick out more mm -hmm. than the do's. And... Uh, Another thing is that, you know, those uh, negative aspects of, of sex were learned, yeah. you know, usually from your parents. You know, of course, my, my mother talked to me, and I'm sure my father talked to my brothers. But, you know, it was always... Was that very, a comfortable conversation? No, that wasn't, you know. It's like, I guess this is such a intimate act that people are just, you know, because the, the Bible talks about, you know, you take more care of the more um, intimate aspects of your body, you know, you just don't yeah. talk about them or whatever. Well, says, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and those, you know, come out as, as negative because you're not supposed to be talking about them. But, you know, of course, my mother was always very negative about it, and but then you, you find out this is how children are made, and it's like, whoa, what's, what's going on here? I'm kind of confused here. I'm getting the positive, I'm getting the negative. But I think that the positive was, you know, as long as it's within marriage, you're good. Yeah, you're good I think to go. that scripture you're referring to is where it talks about the, those parts that are unpresentable right, exactly. are treated with special, special modesty. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So yeah. that's, that's hard to talk about. You know, it's really hard to talk about those areas. Yeah, and I think, now let me ask you this. Do you think that there's a carryover from all the don'ts that you heard? Now, the don'ts when you're 16, 15, 13, they're right. That's good. Because those are the don'ts. Uh, you shouldn't be having sex at that age and all that kind of stuff because you're not married. However, you know, uh, do you think there's a carryover effect into oh, marriage oh, about the don'ts after you get married and right. you're still thinking back? And I, I'll just give you a quick example. You know, uh, we had a, 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 one of our bathrooms, we had a toilet that was uh, out of use for a while and it was broken. And after I got it fixed, I still couldn't bring myself to go in there and use it because in my mind, I'm thinking it was broke for like two months. I'm thinking, man, it's still broken. But I had to get over the fact that, you know, no, it's usable now. 
it is, and I think it carries over. There's a carryover effect like that in marriage. Yeah, it's just like having. Uh, it's been prohibited for so long. Now it's right. okay. It's not. You're bringing uh, baggage into your marriage from past relationships. It's just like that. Yeah. That you know, you, you unless you get that resolved, you're carrying all that with you and bringing it on to the to the next relationship that you have, and oftentimes it's very negative. And so I think that has happened with learning about uh, sex and you know, you're bringing that into your marriage unless you just, you, you do more research, you, you talk to your spouse, uh, you know, or even before you get married, talk about it and, and get out what are your fears, what are your, you know, negative things that you were taught and be, be able to talk that out. You, you know, between you and your husband, you should be able to talk about sex because it's such an intimate uh, important part of your marriage and so. as it relates to the church i just think that there needs to be conversations such as in marriage groups now we're not mm -hmm. talking about mm -hmm. giving all this sordid intimate details of right. your sex life but we are talking about having uh the conversation that it is healthy that it is a normal part and a major part of life between mm -hmm. couples uh and i think that would carry over into the church and it would carry over into the into taking the taboo away from you right. know even mentioning it in the sanctuary right, right. and you know uh, we all struggle with that there are I think some struggles. We all, there are some struggles that we we all deal with that we need to kind of face and, and and figure out how we can you know alleviate those struggles but it, it happens to all of us at some point in time there is a struggle with that um, and the question becomes you know, how do we honor the rules and yet find freedom in our uh, sexual lives as married couples? I think that when God created the rules, they were to be followed and to be mm -hmm. obeyed. Mm -hmm. However, the rules weren't the end in itself. We go back to that scripture that Paul talked about that the former things have passed away, but that we're now new creatures. Right. Uh, when we just try to follow rules, now th this is important. When we just try to follow rules, we get ourselves in trouble because it's so hard to follow just rules. Even the apostle Paul himself said, the things that I want to do, I do not do. It's the thing, And the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing. Okay, so that's what happens when we try to follow rules all the time okay. there has to be a different component to that an extra layer and that and that what we're talking about there is the power of the holy spirit right. to come into our marriage and enable us to not only follow the rules but to transform our hearts into loving god enough to know that these rules are not only for our benefit mm -hmm. but these rules are good right and I exactly. think it's the power of the Holy Spirit that has to come into marriages mm -hmm. to transform them, to allow them the freedom. There's freedom in right. the Holy Spirit. There's yeah, the freedom. Holy Spirit is working within us to help us to uh, get past these negative thoughts and these, uh, you know, us trying to change things ourselves or trying to, you know, find a solution ourselves instead of relying on the Holy Spirit to move it, move us to that place. Where we are more comfortable. Because we can't keep it. rules in and of ourselves. We right. can't. Uh, the Pharisees right. uh, and the Sadducees, they, they, they tried to impose all the rules on the people, and they just, mm -hmm. they, they couldn't keep them. It was when Jesus right. came on the scene that grace, mercy, yes, 
accountability was there as well, but that's when the rules were able to be followed. In Christ, I can follow the rules. Right. Because there, there's a different emphasis there and a different, uh, you know, mm -hmm. way, there's just a different mindset and attitude about following the rules right. when we have the power of the Holy Spirit working within right. our marriages. Right. And so when we talk about God being pro-sex in marriage, uh, he's not just about all the don'ts. There are some do's in marriage that God is saying, oh, it is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, what are some of the do's in marriage? That, okay, first of all, it's acceptable within the context of marriage right. to find pleasure in right. sex. Right. Sex can be exactly. fun. Sex can be rewarding. Sex can be bonding between the two people. Right. Between two people. And right. the two shall at that point become one, one flesh. flesh. Uh it can be uh, very, very. It's, it's. You mentioned it earlier. It's a form of procreation. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there are a lot of positive things that God says about sex. However, we kind of dismiss the positive most of the time, and we go right to the rule following negative part of it. And mm -hmm. the rules are good. We're not saying right. they're not good, right. but we're saying God intended us to go beyond the rules. Right. And into he, a and, transformed and, life. Right, and we need the power of the, the Holy Spirit to follow those rules, to be happy about those rules, to, to realize that they're for our benefit. Mm -hmm. And because uh, without it, you know, you, you tend to fail. Because you, you need inevitably. that power. And we don't, I think we don't realize that we have that power. Because we realize that we have that power in, within ourselves to be positive about sex and marriage to be positive about everything in your relationship you know it's the power of the holy spirit that leads us there and that's the only power that will allow us mm -hmm. to be able right. <laughs> to really really commit to a god-centered life as it relates to sex mm -hmm. and marriage mm -hmm. uh and you know it, it's not ugly it's not yeah. nasty it's not uh it's not something to be avoided sex right. is a healthy part of marriage and it's a it, it, it's a good part of marriage within the context uh with with with, with, with couples who are you know it, it there's been statistics that show that couples who have a healthy sex life in their marriage tend to be happier in their marriage and they tend right. to have better marriages right so i so mean god wants us to surrender our sex lives to him because absolutely. he's the one who invented it and who want wants us to gain pleasure from it and at, at the same time becoming one so one what does flesh. it take to surrender what we i think it would take us we have to trust god right trust god trust if you're going to exactly. surrender you got to trust god that he knows best right exactly and that he, he wants the best for us. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were talking about how, um, you know, changing our our, uh, our mindset to uh, surrendering ourselves is like, you said something about a basketball game where you go from defense yes. to offense. I, I think for too <laughs> to, long. To progress. <laughs> for too long, as it relates to sex in marriage, in the church, and as couples, we've been on defense. We've been on defense. Now imagine if you're a basketball team and you stay on defense. Now it's good to be on defense. You don't want the other team scoring. But by the same token, if you stay on defense all the time, you're never on offense. You can't score any points. 
Okay, so you want in basketball they call that the transition game. You transition from offense to defense, and sometimes it has to happen immediately. Somebody steals the ball from you. You got to go from offense or from from being on offense if they if you had the ball to defense real quickly. And so I think we have to make the same transition in our personal lives. We're it seems like we've always been on the defensive side mm -hmm. of this issue. Now we've got to take get on the offensive side right. and see that God intended for us to have pleasure in this. Right. He intended for us, you know, and we know there are instances where that's not going to be the case. If there was molestation involved in a situation, if there was some type of, uh, if it's uh, some type of pornography, if there's some type of uh, inappropriate behavior, then, or if there's somebody that's uh, asking you to do some things in, uh, uh, that you're not comfortable doing, then that takes all of that all of the excitement and the, and mm -hmm. the fun mm -hmm. out of that. Right. Uh, however, in a normal marriage where that's not taking place, or in, in a marriage where that's not taking place, then it is meant to be a positive act in your right. marriage. Right, right. And uh, <gasps> sex in the context of marriage is sanctioned by God. Yes. So, there you have it. There you have it. Now... How can having a positive view towards sex in your marriage be transforming? We're going, you're going to have to come back next week. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, how we can transform our sex lives in our marriages. But stay tuned next week for that. So, until next time, we want your marriage to be sensational. sensational.